If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Tara Bradner, and today we're going to be talking about how to pick your prenatal vitamin. Today, I'm going to review my five-point checklist to selecting a prenatal vitamin and explain why these tips are important. I want to begin by saying always consult your healthcare provider before starting any new supplements, including prenatal vitamins. So one of the things I do a lot, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll host times where you can send me the names or supplements that you are taking, and I'll review them for you and make sure that they are a quality supplement or why or why not I would personally take them, which in turn will hopefully better guide you into understanding if it is a quality supplement or not. So If you're listening to this, I want to just invite you to drop into my inbox on Instagram. I'll put that link in the comments in today's show notes where you can click on. Head over to my Instagram account and send me your supplements to review. So reviewing prenatals is a task I do weekly for my patients, Uh, whether it's inside the clinic, my telemedicine, or my coaching business. I am always helping patients find supplements. There are so many prenatals out there nowadays, and it can feel so overwhelming. There's different prices. There's difference in the amounts you need to take. There's one on every corner of the shelf that you turn down Target or Walmart or CVS or Walgreens, and it just becomes so overwhelming to know what to look for. You want to do what's best for your body and for baby, and that makes it even more stressful. So there's several things that I look at when determining what supplements and prenatals are high quality and should be considered for a prenatal. Prenatals provide needed nutrients that you simply cannot fully obtain from food. Not to mention, you're going to need a little extra with a baby growing inside of you. Ideally, a prenatal should be started before you even start trying to conceive. So those nutrients are doing their job before bringing a baby into your womb. So if you are a young female, a prenatal in general is a perfect multi-daily vitamin for you. I feel all my young women in my practice are just on a prenatal because it's the best supplement for that age category of females. However, starting today is better than not at all. So if you are pregnant or about to go into treatment and you're just getting to find a prenatal now, that's okay. You're still doing so much good for your body and for baby. Prenatals ensure that you have the appropriate doses of needed nutrients to support your health as a female and a healthy pregnancy. 
So here is my five-step process that I really look at when I'm flipping over that label and looking at a prenatal. Number one, I make sure that it contains folate, not folic acid. I will only recommend a prenatal vitamin that contains folate, which usually has in parentheses five dash and then a big word that starts with methyl. And folate is the natural occurring form of vitamin B9. Folic acid is a synthetic form of B9. The problem is that some women carry gene variants that can hinder the last step of conversion needed of vitamin B9. So this means that almost half of women struggle to get the full benefits of vitamin B9 or folate or folic acid. And the remainder that your cells do not convert will then float around your body. And for some, it actually can become toxic. This topic of folate versus folic acid is often talked about as well with the MTHFR gene mutation. And there's a lot of back and forth on this within the medical community. But here's what it comes down to. Folate and folic acid are both vitamin B9. So when it comes down to it, just simply look for folate and do that one. Many of the high quality supplements and all of the ones that I recommend only have folate in them. Tip number two, the format of the vitamin. Many people struggle to swallow a vitamin, right? They tend to be larger in size or you need to consume like four of them to equal the daily dosage. This just can cause some stomach discomfort at times. And unfortunately, gummies are not the best option due to the sugar content, and they often actually contain fewer vitamins than other formats do. My recommendation is to stick with capsules or powders. If it's an easy-to-consume format, you'll be more likely to stick with the consistency in taking it then. One of my favorites is by Protea, and I've linked them in today's show notes, and the name of their multivitamin is called Nourish. And Nourish passes all of my checkpoints and then some. It tastes fantastic. And so it's a powder that you're going to mix with water and you can take it while taking your other supplements. It's like a two for one. So it can be the liquid that you use to consume your other supplements. I'm all about convenience and making things easier. If it's an easy to consume format, you're going to be more likely to stick with consistency in taking it. Tip number three, analyzing the iron format and amount provided in your supplement. So this is because iron deficiency anemia is one of the most common nutritional deficiencies and a supplement that can cause side effects in some too. So we can get some stomach discomfort. And so the recommended amount of an iron supplement is 18 milligrams per day, but it increases to 27 milligrams per day during pregnancy. And so sometimes this can be hard for people to get in with just nutritional supplements or leafy greens and different foods like that. So we want to make sure that your prenatal vitamin has the proper amount of iron in it. Number four, vitamin D supplementation. So vitamin D deficiency commonly occurs during pregnancy and is more prevalent in certain high-risk groups. This includes vegetarians, those of us like myself who live in North Dakota and lack sun exposure. I always recommend, even if you have a prenatal that has vitamin D in it, if you're living in the Midwest, so all of my patients and myself typically take 5,000 international units a day in addition to what's in my prenatal. 
There's actually been a wide variety of studies done, and I'll have an entire separate uh, blog and podcast on this topic about vitamin D and fertility. And this goes for men as well. There's been studies that demonstrate men who are deficient in vitamin D also have lower uh, total and progressive sperm motility. Um, we know that vitamin D deficiency causes uterine lining issues. And so it's just very important to ensure that if you are especially living in an area where there's not enough sunlight, that your prenatal has vitamin D in addition to supplementing that. And tip number five is the quality. I do not ever recommend that my patients go to insert a store that you would drive to, let's just say, without naming names. I, you should not, the supplements that I recommend, I'm going to put in today's show notes, they are listed on my fertility approved products page, but you cannot go and buy any of them. They are not currently located on store shelves. And once again, Protea is my current one that I'm recommending to my patients. It's because of the quality and fillers, ones that you can buy over the counter that are cheap. They contain fillers of other ingredients that just simply are not safe to be taking, which I know is mind blowing and confusing, but it's the reality. The FDA does not evaluate the effectiveness, safety or quality of dietary supplements, which quite frankly is okay sometimes, but that just means that things can get put in them or the amount of the nutrient is not actually what's in there. And so I recommend the supplements that I recommend because I have seen firsthand the documents and information that they are a quality supplement, that they have went through their own level of testing and quality reassurance. Another thing to look for is USP verified, which means it contains the listed ingredients at the strength indicated. And it doesn't have any other substances or heavy metals or other microbes or crazy things in there that just simply should not be in there. Once again, I want to invite you to drop into my inbox. I will take a peek at your supplements and help you find the right one for you and help you determine what is best for you when it comes to a prenatal. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hopeful Hints. I'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.